Welcome to the Imperfect Church Podcast, a podcast for the imperfect church and the imperfect pastors that lead them. I'm Ryan Reed. And I'm John Martin. And this is the Imperfect Church Podcast. I like the other one better. You like the other one better? (laughs) John said that that I was too boring on our last take, and so I, I gave him a take of energy and excitement. And he he wouldn't come in with his part, so it, we had it, to redo it. <laughs> it was the first time we did this. It was uh, it was pretty boring. We got to get more fired up. Fired up. Yeah, that's all right. Well, yeah, John, uh, you said you were. Uh, I asked if you were you were surviving. Right? <laughs> yeah, and I said I was sir thriving, thriving, sir thriving. <laughs> well, that is uh, fantastic. Oh me. Uh, well, uh, last week we uh, we did a podcast on just basic ecclesiology. Yeah. In in this time of tumult. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted mm-hmm. to uh, we wanted to follow that up a little bit with um, with maybe some uh, some suggestions of how the church can stay connected in this time where our basic ecclesiology isn't yeah. able to uh, be practical. Yeah, because I think it's re- it's it's really easy just to come in here like we did last time and say, "Hey, here's the definition of what a church is." Right. Now everybody get on board with That's it. That's it. Yeah, and it's it's a lot more difficult to say, "Here's what the definition of the church is." Set it alongside the difficulties that we're facing right now mm-hmm. and try to justify those two That's things. Right. So how how is what we're doing, how does it justify what we said about the definition last week? Right. And again, like we did last week, we started off the podcast saying some of you guys are not going to agree, agree with everything that we said. I think, I think we have to say that again today, that there are some differences in the understanding of the church. Mm-hmm. It doesn't negate the fact that it is a church. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just a different understanding in the way we would do it. You talked about baptism last week. Right. It doesn't make one not a church, right. uh, but it, it makes it not a healthy church in our perspective, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So uh, even today, some of, the, some of the implications for that definition that we talked about, there will be differences of opinion. So, right. And, and the bottom line is that we're all, uh, as pastors and as church members, we're all trying to figure out what does this mean? Yeah. How do we do this? Yeah. Uh, none of us it, have ever done this before. That's right. None of us have been through this before. Yeah. I have some older ladies in my church uh, that are, I have, I have two ladies that are connected with our church that are over 100, and they haven't even done it before. Yeah, so exactly. uh, yeah, this is something that, that's very, yeah. it's, it's, it's different. It's unique. You, you know, though, I will say, uh, none of us would have ever been able to get away with what we're doing right now mm-hmm. had it not been for this disaster. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. if we had ever said, "Hey guys, we're just not going to meet next Sunday. Just tune in to Facebook." Yeah, I mean, it would have been a disaster. Which is right? which tells you something about the, the longing and nature of that. that that's right. Mm-hmm. It absolutely does. It helps solidify what we said last week about the definition. So it's it's allowed us. What I was saying, it's allowed us to be creative. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, while we are being creative, and I think we are being pressed in that place, mm-hmm. we still have to keep in mind. The definition of the church. So that's, that's right. where we're going to begin. We're going to begin by revisiting kind of what we said last time about the church. Then we're going to get into some implications for how that definition sits alongside the COVID-19. The COVID-19. That's yeah. right. So first off, we said that the church was at least four things. That's right. Uh, we said, first, it is created by God uh, of the redeemed people in Christ, uh, and they are filled with the Holy Spirit. So that's the first. Uh, that's the first division of what we of our definition. The second one is that uh, the church is bodied. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third is that it is corporate, and the fourth is that it is heralding. It's a herald. Yeah, and so all four of these are very important. If you want to get those kind of detailed out a little bit more, uh, that you can go back and listen to last week's that's right. podcast. Mm-hmm. Take so notes this time. That, that's right. So uh, it is created and instituted by God. It is bodied. It, it is corporate, and it is herald. So. What are the implications for that 
today. We're, we're saying it's created by God. What we're saying is, is that uh, God instituted the New Testament church. Uh, God is the one that has created it and formed it. God is the one that has defined it, mm-hmm. and therefore we can't redefine it, even in the midst of difficulties like this. Right, and that's the, that's the, that's the trying thing. That's the trying thing because yeah. uh, ever since the church has been uh, in existence, it she has faced hardship and persecution. Right. Uh, this is promised to us in the New Testament, uh, and the church has to figure out how can how can we how can we meet and be the church under extreme circumstances. Yeah, and and so we come into places and times like this where we say, well, we'll put the church. We'll put the church online, right? Or we will, we will, we'll make this make this exception for this time being. Mm-hmm. And what's so important is, is whatever we're doing, creativity, creativity, creatively, creatively, <laughs> creatively, we have to always take that creative mind and put it in line with what the scripture teaches and how God has defined the church. That's right. Ultimately, what what we are uh, pleading and what we are trying to do ourselves. Anything that we do in this extreme circumstance, we want to make sure that it is consistent and not contrary to Scripture. Yeah. More importantly, there are say, there are some things that aren't necessarily contrary to Scripture, but they undermine the theology of Scripture, and we yeah. don't want to do that either. So we want to make sure that whatever we're doing, we're lining it up with Scripture. Yeah. We're making sure that it is, it is consistent yeah. with, what, with what Scripture says and what how, how God defines His church. Yeah, no doubt. And and you know, I I, I appreciate so many brothers that uh, that are saying. Saying things like uh, maintain a longing in the people's heart to come back. Right. right. There's there's no reason why we have to imitate every aspect of the church in an online presence. Right. Uh, because that's not. I would say that that's not the church at all. Mm-hmm. So so create teachings, discipleship methods, and that sort of thing. But also maintain a longing for the real thing inside of your people. That's right. So. Uh, and and you know part of that is is making sure that whatever we're doing is also honest. Yeah. In, in to what the scriptures say, and that's not that's not specifically speaking to the methods. Uh, so, for example, if we're doing a Facebook Live and we're telling everybody that we had 500 yeah. followers yeah. and we don't understand the Facebook algorithm yeah, yeah. that anybody that watches it for three seconds is said right. to be a view, if we're if we're being dishonest and saying, hey, look, listen, this is why we should do this because yeah, yeah, yeah. we reach so many more people. Well, did you reach so many more people? Yeah. Or you know, we yeah. want to be honest and so, make sure that we're not undermining. So Lifeway. All right, hear me out, Lifeway, because we uh, know you're listening. That's it. We know Lifeway's listening. <laughs> whenever, whenever you give us that ACP next year, mm-hmm. tell everybody not to count the weeks of COVID nineteen right. because if not, the church is going to experience such an explosion. Oh, man, I tell you in two thousand and nineteen, because churches like like our church, you know, it's it, thousands and thousands of people quote are watching our services, mm-hmm. participating in our services. And so uh, that's not actually the church at all. You right. shouldn't be able to count that. That's right. right? That's, that's right. not the church. That is, uh, that's how we're having to communicate today, which is fine and good. We're doing it. You're doing it. Mm-hmm. Everybody's doing it. But that does not constitute the church. We don't get right. to redefine the church as God has created it. Yeah, and, and along with that, and kind of transitioning into our next point, is because the church is created by God, of all the redeemed in Christ, filled with His Spirit, that means that we are alive. So we yeah. have to do something, right? Yeah. We can't just say, all right, we're going to pause the church right. for whenever this gets done, then we'll come back together. No, the yeah. church is still 
uh, in existence, mm-hmm. right? We still have to do something. And as pastors, yeah. we can't just say, well, our hands are tied. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We need to make sure, and this is the bodied, the second part of our definition, make sure that we're maintaining the bodiedness of the church, the community mm-hmm. of the church, That's relationships right. between the the church itself. And so uh, this can be done in, in many, many different ways. You're seeing some real creative ways online. Uh, and so we, we just want to run through some of those creative ways we think you can maintain community. Yeah, so if the church is bodied and if the church is corporate, uh, then we have to maintain community. And the first way we're yeah. seeing that uh, and, and just in our world right now is through technology. That's through right. the use of technology, yeah. Yeah. which is helpful. You know, technology has always been a a, a amoral mean, right? right? right. Technology is neither right. good nor bad. Yeah. It depends on how it's being used. And That's we're right. seeing a lot of churches utilize technology for good. And yeah. I think rightfully so. Yeah, and some of those ways that we're seeing this done, that we should see them done, is uh, where a lot of people are doing Sunday school over Zoom meeting. You yep. know, that's an interesting way of doing that. We have not done that yet, but depending on how far out this goes, mm-hmm. uh, that may be something that we do. Uh, we're seeing community also in in live streaming. So we have a person that uh, their sole responsibility during our worship service is to communicate with those people that are coming on. You know, mm-hmm. welcoming them through right. the keyboard, and yeah. uh, they they don't have outlines, so they're they're putting my outline my points on the uh, commu- on the board. Yeah, there as I'm preaching it. Uh, so there there are a lot of ways we can use technology uh, for the sake of building community. You know, we. Ryan and I are, are doing some things that we think are creative mm-hmm. in encouraging our people to communicate with each other. So not just us communicating with the body, but also the body within itself communicating mm-hmm. with each other. Yeah, and, and I think that's that's a great way. When we talk about using technology, we're not just talking about using Facebook Live. Right, that's A computer right. is great, yeah. but we also have cell phones. That's right. We can also call on those cell phones that's right believe it or not <laughs> yeah. and so that's a helpful yeah. way yeah uh, even even writing letters to an extent yeah uh, these are ways that we're using technology yeah. to make sure that we're meeting needs that's right uh, and, and making community making community work yeah uh, and this could this could work in, in many different ways uh if you're in a bigger place uh, it's not gonna happen in, in newton county mississippi but if you're in a bigger place and, and you're trying to uh, provide for somebody in the church that may be maybe they lost their job because they were in the food service industry and they've been laid off now well, you can use technology to order them supper one night. That's right. Right. Yep. And deliver it yep. to their door. That's right. Uh, so there are ways that we can we can maintain community. And it can't just be the pulpit communicating with the pew, but that's it must right. be the pew within itself. That's right. And so that's why we, we've kind of come up with some ideas of trying to make our people communicate with each other. In our small communities, it's different than maybe in some larger contexts. Our people pretty much stay in communication with each other anyway. Uh, but we, we've done some things like... You know, call your pew. We did right. this past week. We're trying to get people to think about those people that sit on the pew with them and call them. Next week, we're doing, we're doing uh, <laughs> chat, chat with your class, chat with That's your it. class, and that'll That's be this week. Actually, it'll be the week this comes right, out. Right, exactly. Uh, chat with your class. So we're encouraging people to use technology to communicate with those people that are in their classroom. Mm-hmm. And since you just said write letters, that's the one we need to do the next week. We can do write. Um, letter your letter leaders. Yeah, you letter your leaders. Oh, man. That's, that's well, I tell you, the creative point. juices are flowing. <laughs> so anyway, we're doing some things to try to communicate 
that not only do do they need to hear from their pastors, from their worship leaders, from their student minister and children's minister, but people need to stay embodied and corporate together. And they need to communicate with each other during this downtime as well. So. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and I'm trying to remember what the second point was that we wrote down. But John, you wrote it and it looks like Vazi. Vo- it says voice. And voice. that's what I mean. Like, okay. like call each other. All right, right. This is what we're saying. Don't just text. We've all got time, right? Don't just text. Don't just email. Don't just Facebook message. Pick up the phone and talk to somebody. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, or, or, or FaceTime. You know, that's one of those things that's really getting more popular now. Skype and the Zoom kind of mm-hmm. idea. Right. Let people see your face. Uh, let people know that you're continuing to think about them. This is the way we'll be able to maintain community. We need to be reminded that this is only temporary, right? right. So you can be, you know, a doomsday guy and say, we're going to have to be doing this through September. Or, or you can be a hopeful guy like Trump apparently <laughs> is and says, by Easter, I want everybody back in church. Whatever, you know, but somewhere between those two dates, uh, we're, we're going to be back together. But in the meantime, we need to make sure that our community is, comes out of this stronger yeah, rather that's than right. weaker. That's right. And part of that way is we as pastors have to make sure that nobody's falling through the cracks. Here. Yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah. It's 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 tough for a pastor to call every one of his members. That's, that's right. going to be very difficult. Yeah. Uh, for some, impossible. For some, for some, impossible. Right. Yeah. And so we want to make sure that we are using our leadership teams, our yep. deacons. We're yep. using our Sunday school teachers. We're using the people in the pew to also help contact. That's and that right. contact needs to be more than just, hey, I was told to call you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it needs to be it needs yeah. to be a way that we are showing love and affection for one another. Right, right, right. And yeah. I think another good idea is also using other pastors in your community to help. Yeah. Uh, so John and I have been teaming up and, and, and doing these competitions on Facebook for the best <laughs> logo, uh, which uh, which by the time you hear this, John will have lost. The most oh, yeah, recently. right. So well, let's um, just go ahead and go on record. The first contest was no contest at all. Oh, man, it was rough. I don't know that you got three votes. I might have got three because <laughs> uh, I might have sent those people. Money. But I'm not as confident in my in my chat with your class logo. Yeah. I'm not as confident in it. Well, that's good. But I like it, but I'm just not as confident. Yeah, I get you. So we'll see. I get you. But but that competition, <laughs> though, one, it's it shows our church members, yeah. right, that we have friendships. Right, right. So that's, that's mm-hmm. good. Uh, but it also connects them. And yeah. just because of Facebook's algorithm, a post that has more comments on it is going to show up more. That's right. So your announcements right. are out there more. That's right. And so it, it's all around beneficial. So use one another. Yeah. Uh, use technology. Just whatever we're doing, we want to make yeah. sure we we are not forfeiting that community. And we've even talked today about something we're going to do the week of Holy Week. You know, this yeah. that that is not only building community for our churches, mm-hmm. but it's also building community among other churches, That's which it. is what you're saying. That's it. And so, uh, so we're, we're, we're excited about that. So we, we don't get to redefine the church, even in the midst of this, uh, of this difficult time, we need to make sure that we maintain that bodied corporate feel, that sense of community. And then the last thing concerning our, uh, our definition was Harold. So uh, we need to take advantage of and use opportunities to herald the gospel during the midst of this time mm-hmm. that we that we're not in the body of, in the church. Excuse yeah. me. and I'll tell you just myself. Uh, I I have noticed that uh, some people commenting and and interacting with my videos on Facebook mm-hmm. are people that are loosely connected with our church and may become once a month yeah. if yeah. that. And so they are they are getting a taste. Yeah. And so simultaneously, technology is allowing us to do two things. One, it is allowing us to build a longing 
for mm-hmm. those that are in church. Yep. But it's also allowing us to build a taste for those that aren't. That's exactly right. Yeah. And I would say, uh, you know, it's it's also connecting people that have been disconnected from the church for quite a while. That's right. You know, and so it, there's a lot of wonderful things that are coming as a result of this technology and using the technology to put our messages out there in front of the people. So, uh, you know, we need to we need to use every opportunity that we can. Uh, last week we struggled with this because uh, our internet crashed, mm-hmm. you know, and and that's a, a people are a lot of people are having that trouble. Yeah, so a lot yeah. of people probably that listen to this podcast are in smaller congregations right. and they're struggling because they don't have internet, right? Mm-hmm. At your house, even yeah, yeah. you just the only opportunity you would have would be satellite internet. That's it's it. not mm-hmm. very good. So a lot of people are struggling with this, uh, but but we need to be sure to understand that it's worth the struggle. Yeah. So whatever we have to do, we need to make sure that we're heralding the gospel. And and even within the parameters of scripture, there is creativity and there, there is, is there's room for disagreement, right? Yeah, yeah. And so uh, you know, we we mentioned last week uh, some folks using. Uh, using FM transmitters right. and doing a drive-in church. Uh, n- neither John or I are doing this just because we don't think it's going to work in our in our environment in our context. Uh, but hey, you're using you're using technology and you're sure. trying to do it in a in a good way. Sure. I, you know, I applaud that. Um, you know, maybe we get a little silly if we try to do like CB church, CB radios. <laughs> Burger, uh, burger, one nine. Right. Jesus is Lord. You know, that's it. That's it. That's right. Uh, got your ears on. Jesus is listening, or Jesus is talking. So, you know, we could get a little silly with it, but the bottom line is that we want to encourage folks. However, you're yeah. doing it, uh, make sure that you are firmly biblical. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. try to do whatever you can in your context to reach your people. Yeah. You know, sending out mass emails. Uh, right. Those, that's not going to work in my church. Yeah. Maybe that works in yours. Whatever it is, you find it and then utilize it. And what I'm finding is, is uh, in my in my context, because you've got you've got baby boomers who are kind of on that line. Mm-hmm. You've got the elderly that are right above that, and then you've got you know, two more generations below that. There, there are four generations in your congregation yeah. that all communicate and all take in material very differently, right? right? Mm-hmm. So you have to consider that you you may not can only do Facebook Live. Right. You may have to find other avenues to do that because mm-hmm. while there are a lot of while there are a lot of young people on Facebook. Uh, there are more older people on Facebook, right, it seems yeah. to me, today than there are younger. And so you may have to find other avenues to use the technology. But I would say, again, whatever we have to do, we need to do it. Yeah, and I would I would encourage folks, even if you're making, even if the main thing that you're doing right now is, is making video content for your people right. on Facebook or YouTube, I would encourage you. Uh, to vary that in, that 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 uh, content right. for different age groups, right? Right, right? right. So right now, not only do our adults need discipleship, mm-hmm. but so do our children. Right. So how can you offer yeah. to parents uh, something that allows them to disciple their children during this time? I think that's yeah. a great a great way to be creative. Yeah, and I'll even say, you know, the thing that you're doing, uh, the the three minute theology thing, uh, you know that that appeals to a different segment, not because it's theology, mm-hmm. but because it's three minutes long. That's it. Yeah. There, there's a, there is a segment of society that's not going to give you on Facebook mm-hmm. any more than three minutes. Right. Yeah. So uh, th- this cause it 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 is complicates the ministry. It does because we'd say the traditional ministry is not this difficult to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's a struggle here. Right. But you have to think through all of those different avenues that we can use for the purpose of heralding. And like for us, we're doing live stream on our website. We're doing YouTube live mm-hmm. and we're doing Facebook live because we've got people who who don't have Facebook mm-hmm. 
who have never heard of YouTube mm-hmm. but can get to a website. Right. We've got others who don't have Facebook but can get to YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, you just you have to think through all these different opportunities that we have to herald the gospel. And honestly, take advantage of every one of them that you can. That's it. That's right. And and hey, you know, pressure creates diamonds, right? Yes, right. And so we are all having a lot of pressure put on us. Yeah. And, and and by God's grace, we will be able to produce a time of faithfulness. Yeah, people yeah. will look back on us in history and be like, "Hey, in the church, they took advantage of that opportunity. Yeah, yeah. they 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 rose to the occasion, right. and God blessed it." So that's our prayer. Uh, but that's through that. That's that's one way that we can herald the gospel through technology. It's not the only way, though. There are some other ways that we can herald the, the gospel, and that is through uh, service. Just simply trying to serve one another during this time. Yeah, and this one is really hard <laughs> when you can't when you can't be in the presence of people, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. or uh, or you need to wear mask and that sort of thing mm-hmm. in order to to see people. Uh, but but I will say one of the things about service is is that people that are sick, people that are ill, you're not going to be able to visit with them. Right. But again, the telephone is still available, right? That's There's it. still telephone that opportunity. Telephone still available. And also, uh, one of the things that I was I was uh, I was proud of our church. I had a uh, a young lady text me this week and say, "Hey, listen, I uh, just want to let you know I, I appreciate the content you're putting out there. And if there's any elderly person in our church that uh, needs to get groceries or needs to go pick up medicine and doesn't know how they can do that, let yeah. me know. Yeah. I'll go do it. That's right. That's yeah. a great that way is. to serve. That is no doubt. And we've done some of that too at First Baptist. Uh, but you know, I, I find that a lot of people are really—they really struggle to ask for help. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you kind of have to force yourself on that's them. That's it. Yeah. And, uh, and that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. All right. And then last, <laughs> last thing that we would say when it comes to um, heralding and using opportunities to herald the gospel, we want to make sure that we're on message, right? Yeah. Uh, part of what it means to be a herald is that we speak the message that has been given to us. Yeah. So my encouragement to pastors, and I think John's as well, would be, Pastor, you don't have to be an expert on all the economic, yeah. on all the political, on all the scientific information of yeah. COVID-19. Yeah, I would say that that's why they have their flavor of choice, whether it be MSNBC or Fox News. Let them get that information from, you know, those skewed mm-hmm. sources. Yeah. <laughs> you stay you stay firm on what we do know, which is that's the it. gospel. That's it. I mean, I don't I don't think it's bad to say, "Hey, we're trying to flatten the curve, but don't try to explain the curve. Right, that ain't yeah. your area. Right? Yeah, just yeah. stay away from all that and just preach the gospel. Preach hope. Mm-hmm. Preach that there there's more joy coming in the morning kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and you know the, these positive messages are not Joel Osteenish. They're they're right. they're the truth, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, we know that there is a brighter day for mm-hmm. a believer yeah. beyond the coronavirus, even if it takes his life. Yeah, uh-huh. there is bright. There are brighter days, right. and so that's the message we have. Uh, not one of the stimulus bill or a flattening. Yeah, curve. and I tell you what, at at the end of this, our folks will look back and they will not say, "I am so glad my pastor spoke clearly <laughs> about the economic stimulus bill." Yeah, I am so glad he understood that and he spoke yeah. clearly about it on Facebook. I'm so glad he critiqued that where it needed yeah. to be critiqued. Yeah. No, they're going to say, "I'm so glad my pastor loved me yeah. and gave me the gospel." Yeah, that's true. that's what our folks need. Yeah, and and I'll say this too. I think I think pastors need to be intentionally positive. So I'm. What'd you say? Intentionally. So I, I'm, I, and I believe this. That's why I'm saying our it. button had gotten dusty. I'm glad <laughs> you said that. Uh, I, um, I truly believe the church 
is going to come out stronger at the end of this than they were before we went in. Mm-hmm. I do believe it. I believe that we're going to be uh, more unified than we've ever been before. Mm-hmm. I believe we're going to be thinking about those heralding opportunities yeah. like never mm-hmm. before. Right. Uh, this is almost going to be, and, and I don't want this to sound like I, I'm grateful because I, I'm not grateful that people are dying, right. obviously. Uh, but in the end, we're going to turn around and look at this and think, man, that was a good time for the church. Yeah, that yeah. the church was purified right. in the midst of that. And uh, and I think even I was thinking today, uh, what what if we... What if you got to start over Sunday, mm-hmm. right? Would you automatically bring everything back that you had gotten rid of? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of us, that's what we're going to do. Right. You know, we're gonna, yeah. hey, Trump's going to open the floodgates, and everything we used to do, we're going to put back in. But now might be a good time for a church to think: Were we heralding the gospel mm-hmm. before? Right. And if not, let's redirect our emphasis as we move yeah, forward. Yeah, Don't yeah. automatically add everything back, but let's use this time as an opportunity to think about what's necessary. Right. What are the bare bones of the church? Mm-hmm. Let's just do those things from now on. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah, I think, I think it'll be good. I think it will be. And, and essentially what we're seeing here is that uh, God is sovereign and yeah. that um, he does indeed work all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. And and in what ways we see, what ways will he do that? We don't know, but we yeah. trust in him that he will. Uh, and so, you know, our encouragement to you as pastors and as church members is hold on, you know, have your seatbelt on, let's yeah. get through all this. And that first Sunday back uh, will be the sweetest Sunday that we will I have had so. in a long time. I think so. All right. I John. wish it were on Easter, but I don't Gosh, think it's going to yeah, be. Wouldn't that be great? Um, yeah. I tell you what, if it's on Easter, I, I tell you right now already what we're doing. We are not doing our sunrise service at seven in the morning. No, we're bumping that joker up. We're going back to normal time. Uh, I told uh, um, one of the one of the ladies messaged me just you know I miss you or whatever, and I said I miss y'all too. And uh, she said when we get back, we need to have an old fashioned dinner on the grounds, afternoon singing and preaching all day Sunday. Let's do it. I was like well, that sounds good let's to me. Let's do so. it. That's great. Well, yeah. I can't wait till we can get on the podcast and talk about. Uh, the things that we're doing now being back, right? right? That's right. Yeah, uh, that'll be good. Um, well, John, what are you reading? Uh, I'm <laughs> this terrible book that was your idea for us to read. What's the name of it? What you, the I religious don't, affection. I don't, I don't think I gave you a terrible book by Jonathan years. Edwards. It's really not terrible, but it it, it really it, I and I know what you say that it's not difficult, but it is a difficult book to read. Like it's challenging. honestly, guys. I sent them a video, the whole paragraph. <laughs> there's one I found whole, another one. There's one whole paragraph that is one sentence. Yeah, I took a picture of It is one this unbelievable. Yeah. Uh but but I'm reading it and, and I get it, right? But it just it should takes a while. I, to read. I'm I'm in the process of putting together an outline and uh, that would be some, good. Some, yeah. some tips for our friends reading Edwards. Um <laughs> But yeah, I, I just finished that this morning uh and enjoyed my my read through it. Mm. Um, I'm also reading Fundamentalism in American Culture by uh, the the grandfather of Christian uh, modern Christian uh, historians, and that is mm. George Marsden. Uh, and I, I can't wait to really get into it. I just started it today, and I'm continuing to read Come Shout and Zion uh, about um, uh, African Protestantism in America. Yeah. So excited about that. Well, that be good. looks wonderfully fun. I, I loved reading George Marsden. He is he is in, he's an incredible historian, and he is indeed. I mean, he does a good job telling a story and making it readable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, a lot of good stuff that Marsden pulls out. 
All right. right. Anything else? Nope. All right. If you enjoyed our podcast, we do encourage you to share us with a friend, uh, to like, rate, and review us on iTunes, to join our new Facebook group. So we have a Facebook group, and we're going to be doing unique, special giveaways only in that Facebook group. And so we encourage you to get on. After you listen to this, go and comment in our Facebook group and start a conversation so we can tell you how wrong you are. You can tell us how wrong we are. (laughs) We can have just that mutual benefit of being both wrong. Uh, but we do appreciate you tuning in and we hope that if you uh, enjoy our podcast that you would join us next time until then keep loving your imperfect church and remember one day she will be perfected in glory